It is really, truly an exciting moment for me, and I'm sure it is also for my mentor, my partner in business, the great Hubert Humphrey, who is on the on the other side, on the other line. Hubert, how are you today? I'm doing great. Great to be here with you on this special day. It is a very special day, as I was. Uh, I didn't want to uh, announce it without having you on the screen with me right now, and we are celebrating our 100th episode. Is things go by fast? I I didn't think we'll get to 100 episodes so quickly. Well, we just got to get to a thousand, then then we'll really celebrate. <laughs> Absolutely, but it's it's a hundred episodes of real value. I mean, there's a lot of channels out there, a lot of places that people can spend their time on, but this is the one channel where you are delivering, you are sharing the secrets that have enabled you to 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 truly uh, accomplish big, big, big things. And so, to celebrate the 100 episodes. I want to make it a special um, show today to get people to know more about you, about Hubert Humphrey, because it's not every day that people get the opportunity to hear from or speak to somebody who is an inductee uh, to the Hall of Fame entrepreneurs. And I mean, we have the most successful, I'm not going to name them because people know who the most successful entrepreneurs in history has been, and you are just uh, there with them. And so... When somebody is inducted into a Hall of Fame of entrepreneurs, it's because they've accomplished great things, not just for themselves, but for for a lot of people. And I think that it's um, it's good for people to know who 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 is Hubert Humphrey, where you come from, and where you're going. So I guess the best question I'll ask is kind of simple: Who is Hubert Humphrey? Well, I'm I'm just a I'm an ordinary person that has accomplished some extraordinary things because I was able to be lucky to have a system in my life and find a success system and be able to not only use it but teach it to a lot of other ordinary people who have done extraordinary things. And we've just all bonded together over these years and it's built these great companies. And uh, it's just lifted us out of uh, the average and ordinary world of life into something most of us really never dreamt that we could. Now, eventually, we had to start dreaming that we could hit these things. But I can promise you that I never, I never, I never really, uh, I, I never dreamt that all this could happen uh, it, like it did. But it, uh, but it does. So I just keep. I'm the. I'm a. I'm the. There's an old story, a little child story about the little engine that could. You know, and he's going up. The little engine's going up this hill. He says, I. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, and he's just about to stop, and finally he gets to the top of the hill, and then he starts down, he says, I knew I could, I knew I could, I knew I could, and mm-hmm. I'm, I, that's sort of who I am in a nutshell. I'm, I'm just an everyday guy that's uh, that's been very fortunate to be in the right place at the right time several times, and and I've got the, the good sense to uh, take the experiences that I've gained at each level and use them to go forward. Uh, I didn't have all the experience needed to start with, but I had a, I had a, I had enough, and then the system compensated. Then as I gained more experience, I'm up a little higher on the mountain, and the higher you go in life, you can always see the next, uh, next great height, a next great goal, and, you know, you just keep doing that. And, of course, I, I mean, I've been through a lot of things in my life. I, I worked for 17 years on the railroad. What I thought was going to be a part-time job 
uh, in between my, when I was going to Georgia Tech and to be an engineer, electrical engineer, and get me a degree from one of the prestigious schools in the country. And uh, what I worked was working for a part-time job on the railroad. Uh, it, it ends up I end up staying there and kept rationalizing it away till it was too late. And mm. uh, and then of course I'm married to my, my childhood sweetheart who's been supporting me all along the way. Yes, I'm very fortunate here. In, uh, in in here here somewhere in the next uh, somewhere here in the next week or so, I'll be I'll, I'll be celebrating my 60th wedding anniversary, which is a wow. pretty rare thing in this country. Yes, oh yeah. But I but but I but I met her in the third grade when we moved out to out in South Macon to this where the school was, and and I met her in the third grade. So she been knowing her for literally been knowing her for 73 years, and uh, so literally. Been uh, that's who I am, I, I'm, and I'm all about family. Got a big, got got four wonderful children, and got who 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 had families, and got 14 grandchildren. We've had our last year, we had our our ninth and tenth great grandchild. So I'm a family guy, and I, I've got a lot of faith in who I am. I I know from a spiritual sense, I know where I've come from, and I know where I'm here, and I know where I'm where where I'm going, where I've got a chance to go. So, so I'm a faith kind of guy, driven by faith, and I learned a long time ago faith precedes the miracle. So I'm mm. a, I'm I'm a I'm kind of a same kind of person that you see out there. I'm the kind of person that you'd probably want to recruit and be buddies with, and uh, I just ha- I just I just have got a burning desire. The thing that probably separates me from a few other people is that I've got a very t- very burning desire to accomplish things and and. Uh, in the beginning, they would accomplish things to get me out of the railroad and get me into a life that I wanted to have. And then, once all of that started happening, I realized that wasn't that wasn't that couldn't keep driving me because, you know, if you're only driven by money, you're only driven by things. Uh, that's gonna that that has a that has a bad ending in life, and I, I just mm-hmm. didn't want that. So I'm I, I sort of see this as my mission. One of my missions in life is to go out and. And to help a lot of people who uh, want to change their lives and want to do better in their lives, and who've got, who can, who can take a lot of this uh, success that they could have with us, uh, and use it for good. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of. First of all, I know there's a lot of money moving. There's a lot of wealth out there. Mm-hmm. One of the, one, one of the, uh, one of the uh, guys, uh, Stanley Byer, back in many years ago, used to run Pincorp back in the early days of our A.L. Williams uh, story. He came into the lives and matched up with Art Williams, and and we started marketing our business through his company. And in one of his early early, early meetings with him, he he had a great quote that stuck with me, and it, uh, and it and it's kind of fueled me. It says, "Success, power, and wealth are indiscriminate. They don't care who owns them. They're there for whomever thinks they should have them." Now. I don't know about you, but when when I heard that, I almost jumped up in the middle of the meeting and just 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 yelled because it made sense to me. It all of a sudden I realized that I, it wasn't just for those lucky people. It wasn't just for somebody. It was for anybody that 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 thinks and believes and gets that belief level enough to where they'll do something about it and hopefully get the right tools and the right vehicles and the right timing all synced up together. And you, you can go out there. It, it is possible in this great country, no matter what political party is in, in power, no matter what Washington thinks, no matter what all these so-called people that, are, that, that roam the social media trying to control people's lives, no matter what they think about you, 
you we live in a country where you can be what you want to be. You you can do that. And and I th- somehow or another I started believing that at a at a, at a, at a little, little earlier than most people, and uh, was able to do it. Mm-hmm. But being in the right place at the right time has a lot to do with it. And and uh, there's a lot of people that are at the right place at the right time, but they but they don't see it. They don't recognize it. You know, when, when success is on the front door knocking on the door, they're in the backyard hunting four-leaf clovers hoping to get lucky. You know, they didn't hear mm-hmm. the knock. And so that's who I am. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just an everyday guy that's been surrounded by good people. Uh, and, and luckily, all, of, all the preparation that I had w- was not in the financial services world, but all of a sudden I was able to finally get at the right time in the right industry with the right people around me uh, to, to go out and do something significant. And to, you know, to be put in this Entrepreneur's Hall of Fame back several years ago with some of the most powerful people in the industry was just totally overwhelming to me. I never expected anything like that, but, but I'm glad to be able to be able to represent little guys like me that, uh, mm. that can just it, it, to show them that uh, you know, you, you, it was a system. We, we, we get to be system-made people. We get to be team, team-made people. So, some people are self-made millionaires. Well, I'm not a self-made anything. I'm a system-made person. I'm a team-made hmm. millionaire trying to produce many other team-made millionaires. I like that, that. That's who I am. System-made millionaire. Well, that's that's kind of a new way to hear it. Most uh, the most popular phrase out there is "self-made millionaire," but I like the "system-made millionaire." Well, that's that's that that's the that's the, that's the unduplicatable one. Uh huh, the unduplicatable one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know there's this mindset that you had to adapt, you know, um, at early age to be able to identify being at the right place at the right time. And what are those things? I want people to know what you've done because, like I said earlier in the beginning of the show, is that um, when you are part of the Hall of Fame of entrepreneurs, it's because you've done great things. So take us back to those things that you've done from the Ale Williams. You know, why don't, why don't you just let let people know? Like, what are those things that now, you know, made you to be part of to be in that Hall of Fame with all these other entrepreneurs? Well, it's the uh, it, one. It was it was it was being able to find, be in the right place at the right time, recognizing the moment, being being fortunate enough to have a system that would del- that could work and deliver uh, the success I needed. And then I, because I had been prepared earlier in my life, but I mean, I had a burning desire. I mean, you go spend seventeen years out on the railroad, which I I just could, I just hated working there every day. It wasn't. It wasn't a bad people. It's just dangerous. It wasn't what I had dreamed of in life. You know, I wanted to. I wanted to be somebody. I wanted to be my own boss. Even as a young boy, I, I was a dreamer. I was a driven, determined dreamer way back then. But I got interrupted as I became an adult and I'm married and I got my first child on the way and and so I'm having to think a little different and interrupt my, my schooling and get hung up on the railroad. But that built that. But that luckily. In fact, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today if I had not if I had not somehow got trapped on that railroad and spent those 17 years out there just fighting mm-hmm. every day to get out of it. And, and so it built up that energy, that resolve, that frustration in me. And then when I was when I was there, I was uh, I, I, I was, what's it all saying about 
if you, you're lucky, if that's when preparation meets uh, opportunity, and that's sort of what happened to me. I had, I had somehow or another prepared myself. I was, I was tempered, like tempering a piece of steel, like in a crucible of fire. I mean, I had been sharpened and was ready. I was just a guy looking for an opportunity, and what I was looking for was looking for me, and it, we, we kind of found each other. And and, and and this at the beginning with Art Williams and the A.O. Williams story, and Art had prepared the beginning of it, and mm-hmm. and and I'm forever thankful for that. And, and I was able to bring a recruiting and building system into his great crusade in this industry, and literally uh, uh, that combination literally went out and changed the whole industry. The, and if we hadn't, if we had not, uh, if, if we had not, if we had not taken the, the reason why we the reason why we were able to be successful and to, like we were wasn't because we just recruited a lot of people. We were doing this in the, in the largest industry in the world, highly regulated industry, an industry that requires getting an insurance license, and if you're doing security, securities license, and all those things that keep most people from trying them. Uh, I didn't want to be an insurance salesman. I didn't want to be in the insurance business. That's the last thing I ever wanted to do. But I, started, I saw through all that and realized that this was an industry that was ripe for change. And, uh, and 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 the, and the closer I got to it, and the more I got into it, I realized that all of a sudden I had the chance to be a, a tremendous uh, uh, inter- disruptor. And uh, I had, a, I, you know, when, when, the more you study something, the more you look at something, it finally opens up to you that hey, th- th- this is what you've been looking for. You've been looking for an opportunity to to go do something, to distinguish yourself, to be a, f- a first mover sort of person. And so I, I just boldly went out. I mean, I remember when I uprooted my family. I took my family, my kids out of school, uh, everything. We and we moved out to Denver, Colorado. I mean, I didn't even hardly know where Denver was. Hmm. And we go out to take the A. L. Williams story out there to open up the West. And man alive! Uh, now here I am, just a little guy from Macon, Georgia. Been in this business a year and a half. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just about. Uh, I'm about a year and a half removed from the railroad, and I'm out here going to open up the West in the largest industry in the world for a company that was destined to become a, today it's a $6 billion market cap company out there, and it's a big, powerful, powerful company. And so I'm just telling you guys, I'm an average and ordinary guy who broke the gravitational pull of being average and ordinary, and, and, and and I did the right things at the right time that, 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 and there's always a pull. There's a gravitational yeah. pull that keeps all of us down. And the things, the thing, the biggest thing that I can say, the biggest thing that I can say that, that it, you know, it's all those little things out there. You know, I, I, I dared to, I dared to dream. It takes courage to dream. I, I, I was crazy enough to dream that I could uh, do this sort of stuff. I didn't ever know I could do it. I just dared to dream it. I hoped it. I wished it. I believed it. I prayed it. And then eventually. I started to realize that hey, I can do this, and as the confidence came, I, then I went. On. And then the key is to is to stay at it long enough to for your success to compound. And I went out there and did it over and over and over for one year, two years, three years, four years, five years, yeah. fourteen years uh, build, building the A. O. Wins business, and another ten years building a, 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 another giant business, World Marketing Alliance, World Financial Group today. So. Most people don't stay at something long enough. I, there's yeah. a lot of people that kind of get in the right place, but they never stay at it long enough. You know, one of the things I love about having these conversations with you in this podcast is that in every opportunity, you try to give us the the 
the real substance, like the real, the things that really matter. Um, you could have said many other things about, you know, you know we went out there, we, we, we you know, beat Prudential. All that is part of what gives you that moral authority to what you're doing today, right? I mean, beat, beat the largest uh, insurance companies at their own game in less than a decade or, you know, just in, in, within a decade um, and, and, and build these huge companies. But it was all done because of all these things you're mentioning, right? The, 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 the perseverance, the being able to identify the opportunity, to, to systematize, uh, systematize some things, to do all these different things. And so, um, Maurice, yeah. You know, there's, there, there, there's, there's a couple of other little pieces of this that really contributed to our success and, and would contribute to anybody's success that we're wanting to follow us in our industry doing what we do with our, in our type business is that I, I, was, I made sure that I was in a business that, where I was duplicatable. Mm-hmm. I made sure that I, I, I went out and realized that my whole, my, my whole future was in the hands of finding, giving a lot of people a chance. I didn't try to judge a bunch of people up front whether they winners or losers. I just sort of had a system that we recruited them all and let the system sort them out. We'd offer these people an opportunity, and, uh, and, 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 and we, we had enough 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 of the things about me was duplicatable in these people some people duplicated a lot some people duplicated a little some people just sort of just didn't have the interest or whatever and they faded away but enough good people duplicated some of these things and then they had they had the they had that same burning desire they'd been prepared their own little way of frustration and that combination of being able to make it uh, transferable and, and, and teachable and duplicatable was the whole was, was the secret to it because I had all this in my life, and I'd had it for quite a while. I, for 17 years, I was frustrated on the railroad. Mm-hmm. It's just I finally got into a system, and then I and I realized it was it was it, it had to be a duplicatable one. It had to be it had to be something I could pass on to someone else, and it had to be passed on quickly, and it had to be simplified to where they they, they didn't have to have a lot of training. That's why. That, that quote I was giving you a while ago from, uh, from the E-Myth book says, for ordinary people to do extraordinary things, a system or a way of doing things is needed to compensate for all this lack of experience, all this lack of money, lack of ability, uh, everything. The system takes new people and instantly gives them a chance to, to be empowered Mm-hmm. Uh, system empowered, I call it, and mm-hmm. it starts to make things duplicatable. And then I duplicate, and then they duplicate, and they duplicate. And so, if, if I had, if we had not been in a system where we could have replicated all that, and it's still replicating today like crazy, uh, it, it wouldn't have happened. It, it wasn't. A, I just found a few, and just us a handful of guys went out and did this. No. We we went you know like Rich Stolley was in the business. Later on, Rich Stolley finds a swan win, and on and on and on. And these we pass it on to these these people who become superstars in their own right, and that that was another Very real good. key. Very good. So after revolutionizing the industry, recruiting over 1.5 million people, beating the best in their own game, you move on to do. Another, you know, to create another crusade. Things have changed in the industry. A lot of changes in the fiscal policy that created an opportunity, and then it allowed you to do something bigger. So it's not just, it's not that you were just at the right time, one time, and built something that uh, you know it hasn't never been done before in the financial industry. But you do it again. Tell us about that second wave, that second 
uh, crusade that uh, was a continuation of that first one. Right. Well, if, when, when, what we did in the A.O. Williams Crusade, which became the Primerica Company later, which today is a $6 billion market cap company, what we did in that era, we literally just changed the whole way the insurance industry approached middle America. Mm-hmm. We changed their, their, their selling habits. We changed, we changed how they created products. They went from an industry that didn't really want to offer term insurance to anybody except the wealthy, with, and they just gave it away as no-low term, Mm-hmm. But we we made an industry bringing term insurance high you know, high coverage low cost to to middle America that nobody was bringing it there and put enough commission with it to where cruise crusade could be built and so we 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 did that in that era and uh, uh in a, in a big way and so here here we are now in, in the second uh, first of all and also because we we forced the industry to change. The industry had to protect itself. The big we beat Prudential. Hey, we replaced over a million Prudential policies back in the A. O. Williams era. That's wow. a lot. That's how, <laughs> so that we forced we forced Prudential, who was the biggest one out there, to change, and and they started creating this universal life chassis, which was a sort of a term and 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 invest the difference kind of looking model. And they tried to create a cash value policy that that looked like ours to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. But in creation of that chassis, they opened up the door for a whole new industry to happen. And that was variable universal life where, where the mutual fund money managers now were able to partner up with uh, the insurance industry if something had never happened. Mm-hmm. And instead of all the instead of your cash value building up in the insurance company and they which, and they keeping it, they which, they they put uh, they these these mutual fund managers Managed it in these separate accounts, and we created a, we created by term and invested difference in mutual funds prepackaged inside the wrapper of a cash value policy. And the new crusade wasn't just by term and invested difference. It was now it was it was now the 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 the, the tax advantages of life insurance and the investment advantages of mutual funds, all packaged together, because the tax laws had changed and the industry had set up a chassis that we used. You know, I find that so interesting. I hadn't, even though I've heard the story a couple of times, or more than a couple of times, but it was uh, it was that that original crusade that was bringing the concept of you know buy term and invest the difference. So now it clicked to me that the insurance company said, okay, we need to to have that those two elements into one into one thing, and that's where the variable universal life came about. That makes they, a lot of sense. They, they, yeah. Well, they they created a chassis. Mm-hmm. And they tried to create something that looked like. similar, mm-hmm. but see they but they were still they were still putting their money in the insurance company's general coffers. They were not putting it into the outside. Mm-hmm. They were giving a little more interest rate, and mm-hmm. and, and 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 they didn't build it right, uh, and, and they they had problems with it. But here comes a couple of years, two or three or four years later, the tax laws change, and 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 Jack Kenny at Western Reserve by now by now we had. Tied in, we we left A. O. Williams and we tied into uh, with Agon, and Agon had just bought Western Reserve, and Jack Kenny had just created this variable universal life, which was that chassis, but it had ter- big term insurance, and it had mutual fund investor difference uh, separate accounts, so we had all this tax advantages of that product, and uh, and every, everything was perfect, and we went out on a whole new crusade and created kind of these these personal private pension plan type products for middle America because the mm-hmm. baby boomers, again, you've talked about success a while ago. We, we came along to baby boomers, the 76 million baby boomers born from 1946 to 1964. 
when we came along in A.L. Williams, they were, they were like from ages 20 to 34. And at early stages, married, children, needing, didn't, they were not self-insured, so they had to go out and rent a, a substitute form of, 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 of wealth, which is what uh, life insurance was. Yes. And so they did all that. But by the time we sold that company, Art had sold that company, and now I'm starting up the second company, uh, World, Finance, World Marketing Alliance, what had what happened then? The baby boomers were now ages thirty to forty four, and so now money. now you got the, the now you got that group of people. They're they're their peak of their earnings careers. They were able to put more money into something, and they were wanting to retire early. So we were offering them a chance to do this. And back then, you had these fund managers like uh, Marcico with Janus, and all of these hotshot managers, and they were, they were in the industry that was booming. And, and they, they saw a chance to be able to build up enough wealth that they could retire early, and that was their dream. Mm-hmm. Of course, it all got interrupted back uh, when the great uh, meltdown occurred in 2009 and 10. Uh, the baby boomers lost 75% of their wealth. And, uh, and that's why this new crusade with HGI is coming along to just continue to help them build, rebuild their wealth and help all this new generation of the Generation X and the Generation Y and even the Generation Zs that are coming along to, to yeah. go to, to, to be able to have the benefits that and still service the, 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 the older baby boomers that are now between 56 and 71 or two. And then you got the seniors that are on out there, you know, 75 to 85 or 90. Yeah. So that we, we got all these groups that we help now because we span the whole panorama. We've had experience in all these decades with all these different groups of people. So we get to fish in all the oceans. Yeah, I, I want to go stay in that same story of WMA because you said something that was very interesting is nobody's ever done dual licensing. Like, it's like the investing world was totally separate from the insurance world. And you're mm-hmm. literally the person who came in and put those two together because there was a new product, right, that I was never seen before. And that was part of, you know, you got the demographics. You got those those changes in the laws. And you've got the product. And you've got the experience from the past to, you know, to be able to, to get a – an agent, an advisor now, be duly licensed. And nobody's done that before. That was well, probably we, one of the secrets well, to the great boom. Uh, well, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was more than a secret. It was an absolute critical key mm-hmm. that, that uh, when this was happening, when, when the Variable Universal Life product was created, uh, literally about 98% of the securities licensed people did not have an insurance license, nor, nor did they want one. And you had... About, about 91 or 2 percent of the insurance agents in the country didn't have a securities license, nor did they want one. Hmm. They wanted their independence, and they didn't want to be tied to a broker-dealer where they'd have to have, be under the umbrella of, of, of regulation with a broker-dealer. So, and, the, and the heads of insurance companies were, were, didn't want to deal with anything that had to have a prospectus or a securities license. So you had this product that demanded dual licensing, insurance and securities license, and a broker-dealer involved, uh, and, 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 and the industry was not prepared for that at that, at that time. Now, uh, Prudential tried to get, they tried to make the change, but they, they did it so late, uh, and we knew how to adapt so quick uh, that, that we still beat them again, even with Variable Universal Life. And, uh, but, but the key was that 
the reason why we were prepared, we had just gone through this 14 years of building the A.O. Williams Company, where we had literally, out of the one and a half million recruits, we literally had about 400,000 people get an insurance license, and we had a uh, we had about 100,000 plus get a securities license. So we had just sh- we we had we had built a machine for years, getting our guys dually licensed. And so mm-hmm. by the time we got ready to start, we we knew how to do that. I mean we that was a that was part of our DNA. And so we had a head start on everybody because. It didn't scare us. It scared the industry. They were they were polarized. You were either in the camp of the mutual fund industry or you were in the insurance industry, mm-hmm. and they were anyway. So we were ready. The, the 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 companies had come together with the with the money managers being fund managers, but the distribution was not prepared yes. to market the product. So it was but almost we no, no interruption. We, got the system, and you had the experience of dual licensing and the products, and it just everything. That's why you said, you know, being in the right time and, and being able to identify that. We'll, we'll, we'll address that a little bit more uh, towards the end of, of the podcast today. But then after that, that company is sold. It was so successful. Then you sell that company, right, to one of the largest uh, financial firms in the world, Agon, right? Well, we just basically, when we built the A.O. Williams Company uh, mm-hmm. with Art Williams, Bo Adams on the inside here leading it, and me out building the distribution with a lot of great, great people who were who were out there building it with us. We uh, they they were able to go and sell that company to Sandy Wild, who was who was who was uh, in the in the trying to get building his way back to to be dominating uh, Wall Street, and and he had, just shortly thereafter he he created Citigroup, but they buy they buy the company, uh, and and from Art. In, uh, in November of '89, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 so so all of a sudden it becomes Primary Financial Services, a different new name. They named named everything, and uh, and I stayed about another year. Art was there for a month or two, and then was kind of eased out. And but I knew I knew that they were going to stick with that one little product. They weren't looking to diversify these mm-hmm. new these new products that were coming out. They didn't they didn't want to, you know, it was a different animal. And they were going to kind of institutionalize that a little bit. And so that's when I made a decision after Art was gone. I just decided I, I've got to find a, a new place. And I couldn't find one, so I knew since, since there were no openings, I had to go create one myself. And I, yes. I never wanted to create it. I never wanted to leave A.O. Williams. I never wanted to create a new company. I, that's not my style. But, I, but, but, but my vision, I had, I had a vision, and I couldn't deny it. Mm-hmm. And so I had the courage to go out and get it done. And luckily— Right place, right time. I had I had learned about this variable universal life. I had learned that Agon had just bought Western Reserve. I'd seen some of this stuff out there that I'd been studying, and it just happened to be that I was the right mm-hmm. place for them. They were they were looking for something like us. Agon had bought that company, but but didn't know what how they were going to grow it. Jack uh, Kenny of those guys who were running Western Reserve, they had a product, but he couldn't get any of his existing team to sell it. And all of a sudden, we came together at the right place, right time, and, and just dominated the industry again, beat Prudential again, but beat them at, with a, beat them at their own game this time, with their mm-hmm. own version of cash value. So that that's the power. Of the, it was a powerful product, uh, and, 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 and for, the, for the field, it was great for the consumer, but it was great for the field force. All of a sudden, we were making, we could make, th- we could make three times the money for, uh, for, for the same activity we were doing in A.L. Williams. So we yeah. went out, and we, actually wrote, we actually did more premium 
and created more commission in the, in the second company than we did in the great first company. Right, Ma- so, makes so, sense because yeah. of yeah, the product, yeah. yeah. And, and the consumer had more, more money to, to allocate towards right. that kind of a solution, yeah. Absolutely. So it's a, again, I, I was lucky enough to be able to just keep my antennas out. I kept looking. I was a sort of try. I tried to be a forward-looking person. I tried to. I, I, I knew the power of vision. I wasn't an expert in any of this stuff, but I I, I, I knew what vision was. I knew if you, you, you know, if if you don't if you can't see something, you can't go after something. You can't desire something. You can't achieve anything. So I knew I had to kind of. I had to see where were we going next, and, and I could see that I could see the industry changing behind me. All the other guys in the company didn't pay any attention to that sort of stuff, but I did. Mm-hmm. And luckily, it prepared us to be able to have a, a, a an alternative place called uh, the World Marketing Alliance, which today is the World Financial Group, Transamerica, mm-hmm. big, about a three billion dollar market cap company today. So we've been right place, right time. But it wasn't. It was luck, but it was a, it, it was it was it was it was luck, but it was a prepared kind of luck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was it was a combination of of, of events and wind, windows being open. I tell people all the time, yeah. windows windows are opening all the time. You, you we don't have anything to do with the windows. The windows open. Economy, politics, demographics, all kind of things, all kind of things shape windows. But we can we one thing we can do is to is to look for windows, recognize when they're open, and be prepared to go through them while they're still open before they close. And, and and I've been able to do that a couple of two or three times, and that's uh, mm-hmm. that's to, 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 to our good fortune. And and, uh, and, and I'm looking as you, you and I know we're taking the, the great company we're in today, HGI, that we've had this five or six year preparation for, and we've we've seen some big windows out here now to grow this thing, and in a, with a lot of new big powerful partners coming in. That's a big window. There's a big window with social media. So there's all kind of, we're still out looking. We're still, we're trying to be ahead of the game. That's, that's just, that's what got us here. That's what's going to keep us going. Absolutely. And, and we'll wrap that up, but I do want to make sure before we actually go to the, to, to the HGI story and, and that trilogy that is being written right now is how many people, because, you know, there were a lot of system made millionaires in that process, in that whole trajectory you just described for us, how many people will you think were touched one way or the other, whether it's the consumer from uh, somebody who's a driven, determined dreamer back in the day who started working with you guys, changed our lives? How many people? Because I think the message here is that you can achieve great success as long as you, you impact the lives of many people in a good way. Absolutely, and, uh, and as you and I talk all the time about, and uh, is that you know I, I'm, I've, I'm this this podcast is sort of part of our bat signal mm-hmm. that I'm putting out there to, to these people. And you ask a great question. There were two and a half million people. Excuse me, one and a half million people actually went in went went into the uh, uh, went into into the uh, Al Williams system, which is now Prime America. And there's probably been another. Couple of couple of million or so or more have joined it in the years since it was sold to to, to them. We've had uh, uh, and we had ten million clients, and there's probably been another thirty, forty, fifty million clients since that time. And so we've got in WMA we had uh, we had a half million recruits, and uh, and we had uh, five six million more clients out there. And they've since that time they've tripled and quadrupled over the last twenty twenty five years since we sold that company. So we're talking about an industry. 
or a market out there that knows who we are of of a not 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 just the two and a half million people we recruited and the 15 million sales clients that we had but but if you extrapolate that to people who know about our companies know our, the name of art williams or hubert humphrey or world marketing lines or world financial group or any of the names of our yeah, companies yeah i mean you're talking well, let, 20 let, 20 plus million c- customers yes go ahead oh yeah yeah when when you when you go add all of it up and then you go look at all the people in the industry that we were competing against the, them, and then look at all the network marketing companies in there, of which there's 50 or 60 million people out there in that industry yeah. that know who we were because I came from the Amway world mm-hmm. and, 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 and we, were, we, you know, we were in that same vein a little bit. Uh, I mean, we're talking about uh, right today, there's at least 60, 70 million people that if they hear, if they hear something about any of this, mm-hmm. it's going to ring a bell. It could be, well, they say, well, my daddy used to be with that, or my uncle was with that, or I used to be with that. So it, it's yeah. It's oh, I amazing. bought a product from that. I've had a product from 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 these companies for for you know right. 20, 30 years ago. So absolutely, That's absolutely. So after Absolutely. after that that been uh, um, and I know we're going a little long on this episode. It's a special episode, and I want people to really get to know Hubert Humphrey. And like I said in the beginning, you know the 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 the, the moral authority here um, that we bring, and uh, why they have to continue tuning to this podcast. So just uh, briefly, uh, um, briefly, after the WMA was was sold, you were put on some sort of a non compete. But that doesn't mean that you put your dreams to rest. You kept on. You kept on doing uh, mm-hmm. something big, right? You kept on uh, yeah. appointing that yeah. system to to jet another sector of the industry. Yeah, I just I just had a I just had a non compete for several years for, for for running an insurance marketing agency, which I mm-hmm. that 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 non compete's been up now for the last six six seven years, and so I'm, we're able to do that now. That's why we're marketing it again. But in that period of time. I was free to be in business and marketing financial products. We went out and took the same system and took it into the mortgage world out there. And literally the mortgage world, and we had a, we had, we had a big mortgage operation. We were doing, we were probably doing uh, uh, 10, 10 to 20% of the mortgages being originated in the, in the US. U.S. was being done by our group in that five or six years. Uh, and, and we were dominating with countrywide, all the big deals. Our mm-hmm. system worked in that market. We also did it in, in the change the real estate market. We built a we built a a, a real estate marketing company, and we we had a, an RIA with assets under management. So we've aimed it at many different industries. The system always works. It always dominates. Uh, and of course, of course, today we'll talk later about the company we started today, which I think is on the verge of being bigger and better than all of the rest of them combined. Very good. So, guys, uh, if you're listening to podcasts, all this these things you've done in the past is basically just like a warm up. It's getting them ready for what is being built right now. I want to invite you to tune in for tomorrow's podcast because we're going to dive deep into what is HGI um, and what is the the problem that is solving and everything. But I do want to today uh, invite you just like I do on every single podcast, to go to the HGIOpportunity.com website, HGIOpportunity.com, and check out what the greatest opportunity in America is today. You know, Hubert said that we have to be able to identify the right opportunity, right? we got to be, be smart enough to, to, to do that. 
um, and that we don't create windows. Windows just happen, and we got to be able to go through them to be able to, you know, become a system-made millionaire. And so nobody can tell the story better than somebody who's gone through the process himself. So if you go to the HGIOpportunity.com website right now, HGIOpportunity.com, you're going to hear a short, right-to-the-point message of Hubert Humphrey basically telling you why, all the reasons why being involved in the financial industry with the system that we talk about on every single podcast um, is, is the place to be. So, Hubert, any last comments for today's special episode before we wrap it up? I wanted to leave the the trilogy, the HGA, the HGI part for for tomorrow's uh, uh, podcast episode. Right. Well, uh, I think I think we've said what we need to say yeah. today to pe- the people who are looking, those of you that are out searching for for improvements in your life, better opportunities, how to go into business, what what's a new business to go into. Uh, we've certainly given you something to think about here today. And when you're out looking and studying, compare what we're doing with the other people you're talking about. We've got some things that they don't have. You know, we, we've got the architect of the system still engaged as, as, as never before. The system is perfected even better than it's ever been. And the demographics and the, and the window is open much bigger and better than it ever was. And the technology is just in vehicle machines and tools to use to build it is so much better. So guys, if I know one thing, if, if I was out there today, uh, and I jumped into AOE, so there's only 30 people and we didn't have any technology, we didn't have anything, but boy, I would, I, I wouldn't know what to do if I saw an opportunity like HGI today. I mean, I, I'm afraid we, we might have such an opportunity that's so <laughs> overwhelming that, that, that it scares people. But I know one thing, you go, you, all you got to do is go look at the people that we've produced. It, success leaves clues, they say. Mm-hmm. we got a lot of clues roaming around out there, big companies, but bigger people who've made tons of money just like you that, uh, that you can come copy. Absolutely, and I'll wrap it up with this. Um, I'd rather kind of join a team uh, with somebody who's been there, already done it, versus somebody who's just trying to get there. So... With that being said, guys, I hope you have a record uh, week. Hubert, thank you for, as always, just unwavering commitment to be here every single day, adding uh, this value to to all the driven, determined dreamers that tune in to this podcast every single day. To all of you, best wishes. Have a great week. We'll see you tomorrow. All right. See you later. Warning. This podcast may change the way you think about business, entrepreneurship, and money forever. The Conquistador Podcast was created for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and leaders who want to conquer their future. To be an epic entrepreneur, you must adopt the right mental paradigms as well as master the art of selling, marketing, and finance. 